everyone. This is Jules, your host of the All Things Ice and Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode, which is an interview I recently did with the lovely Satu Ramo in Isafjörður, which is in the West Fjords. Satu was born and raised in Finland, but has been living in Iceland for almost 20 years. She shares a lot about her life in Iceland with Finnish people, and she has a huge following in Finland. I think it's safe to say that she is the official Finn in Iceland, if you will. She is also a creative entrepreneur, author, and social media nerd. I met Satu through her husband, Björfin. He and I used to work at the same company. One day at that company, I was talking about the trials and tribulations of learning Icelandic, and Björfin overheard me say that, and he mentioned that his wife had also gone through the same thing, meaning learning the language, and he suggested that I read her book, which is titled My Journey to Iceland, 10 Crazy Years and I'm Still Here. Well, obviously, there's many more years that have happened since that book, but I did end up reading it, and I found it so interesting, especially since it was about her life at the time and just kind of that history regarding how she ended up in Iceland, the different cultural adjustments that she had to make, how she met her husband, and so much more. If you're interested in checking that out, I will, of course, have a link to it in the show notes of this episode, which is at allthingsiceland.com forward slash Ramo. During the interview, we talked about a variety of topics. Of course, one of those questions had to do with the differences that she's noticed between Iceland and Finland, but it also goes much more beyond that. I was especially interested in why they, meaning her and her family, decided to make the move from Reykjavik to a much smaller town in the West Fjords. As I mentioned before, this interview was done in Isafjörður, and I'm currently here doing some Icelandic studying, (laughs) so it was really great to be able to connect with her to do this interview. Just a quick note that this interview does have some curse words in it, so I recommend using headphones if you don't want any little ones to hear them. If you're enjoying the podcast, I think you'll love the exclusive content I'm doing in the All Things Iceland community on Patreon. For those not familiar with Patreon, it's a membership platform that has been around since 2013. There are different tiers of membership, and every month I'm doing a variety of exclusive content, including Ask Me Anything sessions, live chats, Folklore Friday, and more. To check it out and to join, you just go to patreon.com forward slash allthingsiceland. And of course, there will also be a link to the platform in the show notes of this episode. I hope you enjoy this interview with Satu just as much as I enjoyed conducting it. Satu, thank you so much for having me and your home to chat today. Of course, it's a pleasure. And I'm excited to speak with you just because I've had the chance to read your book, actually. And so I, I think I know a little bit more than maybe the, the average person listening. But I thought it'd be helpful to give, you know, just an introduction that, from you to the audience of you know, where you're from and how you ended up in Iceland. That's a very exciting story. <clears throat> Indeed, I'm I'm a Finnish girl originally. And uh, when I was approximately 10 year old, I was watching this um, Icelandic TV series in the Finnish television. The Finnish national pro- broadcast TV was showing a program called Nonni and Manni. Okay. <laughs> there are some, like usually foreigners who were kids around 80s and 90s remember this series because it was widely shown, at least in Europe. Okay. And uh, I was watching like, wow, these two guys, like two young boys having adventurous time in the Icelandic countryside, like there was whales and volcanic eruptions and all kinds of things like all stuffed in in one series. And I thought, oh, one day I have to go to Iceland. It's, it seems so cool. Nice. But it, then it took like 20 years approximately, no, 10, 10, 15 years. And then um, I was traveling in Greece. I was working there in a restaurant and was working like this as a, as a hustler, you know, outside, like like picking up clients. Yeah, to come on, yeah. hey, we have this great meatballs today. Do, do, do. How yeah. about you want to see my menu? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> it was it was an adventure. And this um, this island was very popular and I think still is among the Icelandic tourists. Okay. And during... April, May, 
beginning of June, all the Icelandic kids who are graduating from high school, mm-hmm. they do this like summer trips. They, they gather some money mm-hmm. or they get money from the parents or pay it themselves. And they go the whole year, like the whole group of students goes to some place. Yes having fun for one or two weeks without the parents. Yeah. So they're like really wild, uh, wild trips, kids, you know, 16, 17, 18 year old kids traveling together. And there I found out that like from all the tourists, the Icelandic people are the, like the most craziest ones. <laughs> they are spending so much money. They buy all the most expensive lobsters from the restaurant I was working for. And I was so amazed to see this like, wow, these kids, these teenagers are using more money than like middle-aged German tourists Whoa. approximately. And yeah. I'm like, this is this is incredible. But at, at the same time, they were super nice and friendly mm. and just like, like very innocent. Yeah. But just like splashing around with cars. And I'm like, wow, this... <laughs> I have to find out what's going on. Then I just got, um, I made some Icelandic friends in Greece and I thought, okay, one day I have to go there and just have a look yeah. about, and I was just so interested about the 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 craziness yeah. of people, in a, like in a, in a good way. I was yeah. like just so curious. And then, make the long story short, um, I was studying economics in Finland, in Helsinki. And I found out that it's a possibility to go and study one year or like one semester abroad and the, our school was paying mm-hmm. and the Icelandic university was there on the list. And I'm like, ah, if I don't do it now, I never do it. Right. Then I, I applied and we were two people who came from Helsinki to study in Reykjavik for one year. Okay. And uh, after that, well, I went back to Finland for a while, but... It didn't took long. Then I moved here. Yeah. So yeah, it's like 20 years ago now. <laughs> and then soon after that, yeah. I, I came here to study for a year or for half, for half a year. I met a lot of great people, these crazy nice Icelanders yeah. and like like people from all over place, like living in Reykjavik. And then I just like uh, then I just like kept on going back after this this uh, university Erasmus exchange year. Yeah. During one trip, I met my husband. In a bar in Reykjavik. It's called Coffee Bar. In. I've heard many Icelandic uh, couples mm. have. Oh, met really? There. Okay. Yeah, it's like is the this the hot to spot to go? Yeah, yeah, I think so. At least it was 20 years okay. ago. I don't know well, how it is. People are probably going to try that now after listening yeah. to this. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, full, full of handsome Icelandic women and men. <laughs> and of course, people from all over the place. Um, and I, I'm, I saw him and I thought, like, wow, he's so handsome. Aww. Hmm, how should I... I should somehow, like, try to get involved. <laughs> and then we just, we just uh, started chatting. And then I found out that he had been studying in Finland while I was studying mm. in Reykjavik in Iceland. Wait, so, really? Yeah, so he, had a, he, he took his exchange here in, in Finland at the same time in Helsinki yeah. while I was here. And I lived just next door to him. He was just at home by That's then. Hilarious. But then we met, and uh, okay, now we are. We've been here like living together 15 years soon. With two kids, uh, we're working together a lot. Yeah, and we are still happy. And yeah. I think he's still handsome. He's older, <laughs> but. That is, that's it's important. Like, it's, like, it's like good red wine. It gets better with yes. age. <laughs> so that's my story, how I ended up here. Okay. I've been really liking liking it. We, we, we lived in Reykjavik first for over 10 years. And then we moved to Vestjords. Yes. Now we are here in Isafjordr. Yeah, we were doing this interview, which yes. is awesome because this place is so lovely i mean granted i'm I'm here in the summer i know you love winter but when this is not a winter that i'm used to where it's like that much snow (laughs) but it looks beautiful in pictures for sure a lot of snow (laughs) and regarding your book that i alluded to in the beginning my journey to iceland 10 crazy years and i'm still here now obviously that yeah it's more it's like 20 years yeah (laughs) or 15 yeah Yeah, but it still gives a good timeline of your journey so for anybody who wants to kind of like add in the pieces that maybe we can't talk about now because it would take way too long (laughs) just read the book yeah (laughs) but it's funny because i remember in that story you talked about those same students that you met Mm. and what was it like though when you ended up coming to the country because this is before the meltdown right you met these kids and that's where everyone was having like they basically were going wild like you mentioned with money and thinking that it would never end yeah so you got to see that part of iceland oh yes yeah i was amazed or i was well i was kind of like 
since we had a huge economic meltdown in Finland in the 1990s, mm. it started the same way. First, it was the so-called uh, like a casino years. Yeah. We call it the casino years. Like everybody had a lot of money. Yeah. The financial market had just opened. The Soviet Union was collapsed and everything changed really quickly. Mm. So all of a sudden, everybody had so much money. Yeah. And then it came to an end like, and everybody was like, in big financial uh, difficulties. Yeah. We had these currency loans that like uh, caused a lot of bankruptcies and so on. So I, ha- so I had seen this like 10 or 15 years before in Finland. Okay. And then when I saw Iceland, and since I was studying economics, I <laughs> kind of like know how it works that yeah. you can't make 20% interest rate on a normal bank account right. unless there's something seriously oh wrong in the gosh. system. Yeah. So I was like... Telling to myself, and sometimes I also try to talk with people, that um, this is not real. This right. is going to end really soon, and then you are all fucked yeah, up. <laughs> like, yeah. Seriously, big time. If you're earning in Icelandic crowns and you take loans and mortgages in uh, Swiss franc or yeah. US dollar, I, I just don't see the point. Right. Like for normal people, like people who are doing their money by working, you know, it's just like, wow. <sighs> and... Uh, but it was like uh, people were so happy about those years. I mean, those years, and I understand it. It's great when you can get everything you want, and you don't have to earn the money. You just go and borrow or loan, borrow, yeah, yeah, yeah. borrow, borrow on everything. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. When I saw like student housing, like people, like like normal students, like yeah. on my, I just like an average student was living in a huge flat, like at least forty-five square meters, which wow. was a very big flat yeah. for a student from Helsinki. When we live like in small communes, like yeah. ten. <laughs> square meter room and then you share everything else right and here people had like flat screens and like and cars and cars like own car i mean it was a concept that me as a 20 year old student like you have your own car it's like wow have you like like where did this come from and it 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 wasn't normal back then like 20 years back but here it was and i was just like so amazed that wow you also have so much money i don't have any and everything's so (laughs) expensive here but still I enjoyed, like, I just kept on camping. I was traveling a lot in Iceland during those years. So I was just hitchhiking, uh, sleeping in a tent, like, uh, crossing with friends, like, at at, at friends' houses and so on. So I had a small student flat in Reykjavik. And then I was still doing, like, a lot of things, but just, like, not spending money. So I have done the budget traveling a lot, like... So you're really, like, honed in also on, like, keeping true to your instinct about this as well, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and I was like, yeah, it's going to be very interesting when this all melts down at the end. <laughs> like, I would just, like, take my pop course and see what happens. Yeah. And uh, then it happened, of course. I mean, it was... Yeah, bound of, It was like, of course it happened. Yeah. And then at that time I was working as a journalist, like a freelance uh, business journalist to Finland. So I was writing so much news about everything during two or three years, like yeah. just a little bit before the crash and then the crash and then the one, two years after the crash when the economy started to boom again because mm-hmm. of tourism. So there was a lot of work for me on those mm-hmm. years and it was super interesting. I learned so much. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. It was an adventure. I didn't know the Iceland before the mm. crash, so it's always so interesting to hear about it because it's bizarre to think about you know young kids like you're saying yeah. having new cars and all just everybody who regardless of what kind of um, job they have having luxury cars yes. for instance like I heard so many crazy stories and they're like eating out and yeah. it's like eating out having lunch okay now when I'm forty and I'm at my work life yeah. I eat lunch out but when I was a student twenty year old yeah. I didn't go to a restaurant every day having a lunch because I thought it was quite, it was super expensive. Yeah, exactly. You just had some nasty with you, like some sandwiches exactly. or something. Yeah, 20 to $30 yeah, it's like, for one person. Yes, right. every day. For I'm one like, meal. Yeah, it's just like, no. no, we can't meet in a restaurant. Let's, no. Yeah, you know. exactly. Let's go to a park and eat our packed yeah, lunches. Exactly. <laughs> no. Like the normal people did in my home, like in my home. Like yeah. This is what I was thinking. But then I, at the same time, I didn't want to be like cocky towards people. Like I'm being like, hey, I know how this is going to end. This is just like so stupid of you. <laughs> because we we had the same in Finland, but it was just yeah. earlier. And we were doing exactly the same mistake, living yeah. exactly the same life. And the crash was really bad. Mm. And it, it's, it's still like affecting in, in lives of many in Finland. So it was just like somehow so like surrealistic to see it because you knew how this play would end yeah 
And for some people, it's probably the case that until they go through it, they don't really get it. No, they, but, they don't know what it means. Right. Yeah. They don't. They don't think it applies to them no. either. Yeah, exactly. That's the other part is that people want to feel unique, which you know I'm sure yeah. we all yeah. to some extent yeah. can like, understand yeah, that, it, right? It, it's yeah, like, it, exactly. It's it, it's it, it's not my problem. Or right. like, yeah, of course I know how to invest. Yeah. I, mean, I know that. I know how the market works. Mm, yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, there are people who are studying this their whole lives and they're still not able to exactly. accurately predict. So true. <laughs> yeah. But yes, it was super interesting and yeah, I learned a lot. Great. Regarding cultural differences, because of course, even though Finland is a part of the Nordic countries, mm-hmm. all the Nordic countries have their own things going on. And I um, I don't know as much about Finland, so to some degree, this is a lesson for me to, yes. <laughs> to learn some things. So I'm just curious about when you came over either to visit or when you started living here what were some of the cultural differences that really stuck out to you they're, they're different you know Icelanders and versus Finnish mm-hmm. people I think in Finland people are more shy about themselves and like shy in a way that we have a very skilled labor for example and mm-hmm. extremely good schools yeah. and uh, we had Nokia we were like okay we still have part of it I <laughs> but uh, we had like we had many success stories. No. We were not just like, like super not doing well right. in in terms of like Nordic countries, but somehow that it has always been like this national way, like a like a national habit of like talking like less about yourself mm. and like being like, well, I'm just you know trying things out. I don't really know if this is going to be a success or, well, uh, like there are so many sayings in Finland that are like teaching the way of like I uh, thinking that that don't like don't be too proud of yourself or mm. what you know what you can do like yeah. if you are if you're too proud you will end underground <laughs> I mean like like sayings like this yeah and it probably put you off from other people too oh, yeah. right yeah. so it's like we are just like we just do we are like really hardworking, but we don't make fuss about ourselves okay this has of course changed like during the years now when people are like uh, moving more and they are like spending time abroad and everything is getting much more open and more international but mm-hmm. I still sense the Finns are more well let's not have this fuss about how great we are yeah. but then when we come to Iceland <laughs> everything is like the best in the world yeah. even though it's not <laughs> it's far away from it so many times yeah. but they have the guts to say and stand up and just like like praise themselves in a way it's super cute and positive and like sometimes even like pretty innocent yeah and it feels like wow well it's not actually the best in the world this thing here right here but like i'm so happy you're proud of it (laughs) so i I think like like people are really making in in iceland people are really making everything out of everything like they just have a small thing and they grow it big yeah okay it's kind of like the mentality difference i think so here i've I found out that, wow, if I would be bragging like this about my things and my country and my language and my women and my men and like everything, people would think that I'm a bit stupid. Yeah. Like, hey, come on, shh, don't talk so much. Yeah, in Finland. They in in Finland, yeah. yeah. So, but in, instead of here, it's okay to like to like keep on this discourse that, yeah, we have the, the most strongest men in the world and the yeah. most beautiful women in the world and like having this world, best in the world, right, like superlatives yeah. everywhere. Best behave me. Best behave me, yes. <laughs> and it's, I mean, I'm not dissing it. I find it just like, like I said, I, I find it a, a bit cute. Yeah. But we don't do this in Finland. And that's something that took a bit time for me to like... That, hey, I just have to talk more about myself yeah. and what I can do and how great I am and what kind of all kinds of, yeah. you know, networks yeah. I have and all the things I know that I just have to be more like, I don't know, can I say like a, a, a bit more American in that way? Yeah. That you are keeping a bit loud, like you have to be a bit loud mm-hmm. to... To be heard. Yeah, to be heard and to get space. Yes. It's, and, it's, I like to think of it sometimes as empowerment. Obviously, it can mm-hmm. go to a point where you're just self-absorbed yeah. and you come off as being really icky yeah, and, exactly. and not relatable. Mm-hmm. But there is a need, you know, otherwise it's like if you don't talk about it, then how can people know? Yeah. So there is, you know, finding a balance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I think I think this is one. And then one is uh, like a difference is um, this is something that people who have kids mm-hmm. find out quite soon, or okay. at least I did, because... The culture of having a family or like the the way how you raise your kids and the way how you talk about kids and your family life and all this, it's much more 
liberal in Iceland, mm-hmm. and I like it a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, think about this. In Finland, we started 20 years ago planning that maybe the dad should also get some uh, like a like a paternal leave after that after a child is born. Okay. Somehow, like share the the parental leaves yeah. like equally. But they've been talking about that now for 20 years. And it hasn't still, happened. No, and they're still oh, talking no. about it. And I'm like, ah, but it's the mom's. Mom is the first parent. And uh, not the parents should decide themselves. And, you know, it's this, like, old school talk that yeah. just keeps on going. Okay. Especially since we are um, we're financing this system with the tax money. And if I'm putting my money on something, I want it to be equal. Mm-hmm. That it's supporting society as a way I see it, like, benefiting everybody. Right. But in Iceland, this happened 20 years ago, this talk, and it took one year to make the change in the law that, okay, now the parental leaves are divided so that the dads will always have 30%. Right. And you can't, uh, like, take move it. that and yeah. take it to, to, to moms. So the dads are home. And right. surprise, in Iceland, the, the father's leave or the paternal leave is the is the biggest in, in the Nordic countries. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like just like the largest in in uh, Europe or in the OECD countries. And also like the women are working much more, like yeah. the uh, employment rate, it's much higher here than, for example, in Finland. I yeah. mean, you can see these differences. And then I realized when we ha- when I had, we have two girls, 10-year-old and uh, four-year-old, I found out right away that it's so, I mean, it's much more equal, like all the talk, mm. how... Like how you raise your kids and who is picking them up from the kindergarten. It's not always the mom that, right. you, that they call first. It's both. Good. Or maybe it's the dad. Or, you know, it, it doesn't matter. But right. um, this is something that I think the Icelandic society is more equal than the Finnish society. And uh, by saying this loud in Finland mm-hmm. causes sometimes like, mm. yeah, well, you don't even live here. <laughs> I'm like, yes, but I've, but I've lived it. Yeah, I've been there. there. And it's just like so, yeah, I think like being a parent is super much more, it's easier and it's, it's somehow like more, uh, like easier also in the social way. Like when you have kids in Iceland, you can take the kids with you wherever you go. Yeah, the bars. bars, (laughs) restaurants, you know, cafes, there is no, there's no single place in Iceland where you can't take your kids. Only in bars, of course, after nine yeah. or ten, when, when right. they have when, when they have the eighteen year or like a twenty year, uh, like age limit. Right. But like all the other places, they always have the chairs for kids yes. in restaurants. There is not so or even fine like a restaurants. Little area where, yeah, where like... they can play. Mm-hmm. And uh, even in fine dining places, you can yeah. take your kids with you. Yep. I mean, it's just like it's not like not for kids. Right. And I have to say that in Finland, we have still this discussion going on that can you eat out if you have small kids? Wow. I'm like, what the fuck? You're still talking about this issue. I mean, isn't it just normal way of like yeah. living? It's a part of your life. Uh, if you don't want to dine together with kids, then it's just better to dine home yeah. or go dining after 10 o'clock, you know, yeah. 10 p.m. when the kids are sleeping. So exactly. it's kind of like the society is more kid-friendly in Iceland yeah. than in Finland. And at work too. I mean, I know you work, do yes. yeah, freelance, mm-hmm. uh, but... Some of the, the places that I've worked at, they've always allowed it. Someone had to bring their kid into yeah, their work. kid's corner. Yeah. I love it. And I was like, wow. Yeah, okay. I and, at at first, know. I was like, is this really happening? And it's like, you know, when I'm explaining these things in Finland, saying that, yeah, we have like, I know so many companies who have the kid's corner. Yeah. The kids can come with their parents if their kindergarten is closed or the school is closed or something, you know, that they are not able to go to school then they come to work with them yeah okay non-covid times like right. yeah. <laughs> but uh you know then they just come there they play playstation or they draw or yeah. they go out playing football you know it's just like and it also brightens yeah, up the atmosphere i think so too so, it's lovely yeah awesome yeah and thank you for sharing that it's just it's super fascinating i'm sure there's also you know well i shouldn't say i'm sure but are there things that you miss from Finland. Finland. Yeah. Yes, organizing skills. <laughs> okay. I'm complaining about this almost every day, so it's like a, it's, it's it's like a habit. Okay. I have my breakfast or my late breakfast or pre-lunch and then I'm complaining about the non-organized way of doing things. <laughs> and this happens almost every day. Okay. And in a way I'm like I am such a Finn, like inside of me, even though I've picked up so many good things and positive things about Iceland, and I have changed a lot in 20 years. But they're, they're like, the, I love being organized, and that I know how things happen, and what time, and where, and you have like, 
Excel sheets for things that you where you need Excel sheets, you have them and not just like random emails and like late deadlines and oh my god that work. Yeah. And also like just because it's such a one big family in Iceland and it's very family friendly and things mm-hmm. are really like super flexible and if the nat- if the if the weather is super bad then you just close the schools right, like yeah. in the winter time okay, there's no school today because there's so much snow we can't open yeah. the doors so let you can happen yeah. here for yeah, sure it could, yes <laughs> so in a way I re- I totally understand this uh, need for being flexible yeah and it's good we don't we don't have to be in a box right. and then just transfer to a next box when the one you know so it's just like a I just miss finding it, it. It's it's like a fun line, like like a fine line between being organized and then being like uh, bureaucratic, yeah. like too like mm, where my computer says no, I yeah. can't do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so it's but but this is something I do miss a, mm-hmm. a, a, a bit. Uh, okay, a lot from home, <laughs> from from Finland, from my Finnish home. Yeah, this is a part of yourself. You're growing up that you like keeping, so that you can for yourself also just. Keep yeah. organized and not feel like you're losing, you know. Maybe that's why I'm in freelance work. Yeah. So I can yeah. just decide and be organized myself, oh, you yes. know. <laughs> I do understand. <laughs> but it's, these are the, uh, I would say this is the thing that I miss the most. And then mm-hmm. there's some food issues, but like all the other things, like cultural experiences, like looking at plays, movies, reading books, it's almost all digital now. And yeah. the COVID time brought it even more digital, like 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 um, like discussion shows and stuff like that. You can just be home and watch them online, yeah. live, live shows. So um, I used to miss a lot like Finnish literature mm-hmm. and the Finnish movies and everything, but now everything is in a digital form. So yeah. of course, always when I go to Finland, I go to theater, I want to see a play in Finnish and I understand yeah. every word mm-hmm. and every joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's great, but uh, otherwise, I mean, it's of course my family lives in Finland partly. So, yeah, I miss many things there, but I don't miss in a way that I would like to move there. I don't have any plans in moving to Finland. Yeah. What about sauna culture? (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I love saunas and it's great to go to a hot steam bath after a cold day, being outdoors and so on. But the Isafjörður the swimming pool has a great Finnish sauna. Really? Yes. Nice. And, and they have the female... Is that uh, really what brought sa- you here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a sauna. <laughs> it's the two, oh, the maybe three square meter <laughs> sweaty room. I mean, it's great. They have That's a really awesome. great uh, Lölu there. And um, the women have it on... Was it like Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays? Oh, okay, so you have set days for each. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then the okay. males have it like uh, because the other if, days. if people don't know this in Finland, you go into you go sauna naked, naked and yeah. you and it's quite common to go mixed sauna. Okay, yeah, but yeah, like it's maybe this idea that people, yeah, people have that, yeah, it's all, like Finns always go naked to sauna, men and women, everybody together. Well, yeah, I mean it, it, it do happen, yeah. but I think it's not as. Uh, Okay, not like normal, but it's not as common yeah. as, for example, in Germany. When you go to a public sauna, there you really are mixed, naked, everybody. Everyone's just uh, yeah, in there together. Which is nice. But in Finland, like if you go to a public sauna, mm-hmm. you have male sauna and female sauna, and we don't mix them, like yeah, always. Okay. So, yeah. But yeah, sauna. And my plan is to have a sauna in our own garden. I would Ooh. like to have this like a sauna that is that is a window to the sea. Yeah. Since, since the sea is so close by, that that's like my dream. I, w- I hope after one or two years yeah. we will just build it here and awesome. And I will have my own home sauna. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a plan yes. to me. And you, yeah, you do have an amazing view. So yeah, the view is amazing. This is something you can't get in Reykjavik no. or in the or in bigger cities. Yeah, exactly. And then so. also the calm of living here too. Yeah, it's, it's like, really quiet. Yeah, I've noticed. <laughs> like, I'm like driving around. I'm like, there's nobody around. Yeah, What's going on? <laughs> Peaceful. Hmm. And Finnish, while I've never learned any Finnish, I've heard you talk it on Instagram. It's so it's super fascinating to listen to, even yes. if I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> but it is classified as, as mm. a fairly difficult language, and Icelandic is fairly difficult. So what was it like for you learning Icelandic? It was difficult, and uh, I'm not very... 
like I'm not very good at languages in a way that I would absorb them soon. Like yeah. just like listening and then starting to talk. Mm-hmm. No, no way, it's not going to happen. I'm this old school student who needs the study book and the grammar tables and then I just mm-hmm. have to read by heart like all the verbs and know why I have to put this word here. Yeah. And then I just sweat and read. <laughs> So, so I, yeah. you can take it into the sauna and yeah. just like <laughs> so I just completely st- I mean I, I learned the language just by going to school yeah okay. I, like, I, I was trying the first two years just like discussing in, in Icelandic yeah. with my husband but I felt like I'm a two year old who can't say shit mm-hmm. or that was maybe the one word cooker <laughs> <laughs> or I go to the bakery and buying bread yeah. you know it's really simple language and I felt so, I felt so stupid because I couldn't explain to anybody yeah. what do I think, or I, I couldn't be funny in Icelandic. I couldn't explain why, like my work in yeah. Icelandic, like what am I doing, and like what's a, what a fascinating personality I am. I was just like quiet and stupid yeah. girl from Finland, on in like in my own yeah, eyes, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Eh, poor me. Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. then I just decided, I mean, fuck this shit. I just have to learn it, otherwise I'm not going to be happy here. Right. And I know there are many people who just don't learn or they who don't study Icelandic, but yeah. they just do really well in English. And it's great. But English is not my my mother tongue. Right. So then I'm speaking like bad English in a country where the English is not even like the language. And I thought, okay, should I just learn English super well? Yeah. Or just go Icelandic. And I'm like, well, I'll just go Icelandic. Yeah. It sounds like And also you integrate into society. Yeah, exactly. And like at reading parties, the news. Yeah. Like meeting people. Because if you only read news about Iceland in English, you you, you just get the positive news. And you also like don't get the, all the of it. The funny news. Yeah, yeah. You don't get all the stories. Yeah, they don't, yeah, the they stories, don't yeah. say all of them. No. Yeah. At, at, like, and then when... When you open a newspaper and you're like, okay, so what's really happening in this society? Right. It's like, I don't get it. So then I, I went to the University of Iceland. It was the same place where I was studying on my Erasmus year. I'm like, okay, here I am again. <laughs> and I took this three-year uh, program called yeah. Icelandic it's like the as a second language. Yeah, yeah, it's like a BA degree. And it's the best thing I've done in Iceland, like, nice. a, like a long-term project, because there I really learned the language and the not only like the grammar and the stuff, mm-hmm. but I learned about the culture. We were reading mm-hmm. so many books, like we just like reading, 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 like all the old sagas, which was nice. like, that was a huge pain. It was painful, yeah. but I did it. Because they're long. <laughs> they're super long, they're super boring, yeah. like 90%. And then they were, and then you have this really good like punchline. Yeah. <laughs> you wait for them, like yeah. 150 pages. Because there's a whole bunch of like genealogy, right? Oh, yeah, it's yeah. like, this person's on it. It's like, great, thank you. Uh, exactly. <laughs> So it was, and, you know, and then came like modern lit- uh, literature and poems, and and then we were discussing about the society, how yeah. it is, and what are like, the burning points, and like what are people fighting usually in the public, like what what are the hot topics at the moment? Right. And, you know, we, we were just kind of like soaked into the society, nice. and all the teachers were so good. I hope they, I hope they are still working there because, they, and I hope that like others could enjoy this yeah. as well, since they were like super positive. And they were so motivating and just like super talented teachers. Awesome. I was like, wow, I love it. And yeah, it took three years. I did it like I was working. That just like did this on the side. Yeah. So it was quite But hectic. it set you up for the rest of your time yeah, here, it right? did. And I'm always recommending this when foreigners move to Iceland. And if their pa- plan is to stay longer, yeah. I'm like, if you have time, like if your work is flexible hours yeah. or something... Please go to this core. It's super good, especially yeah. if you really want to learn the language. Yeah. And then I learned it, but it took time. Yeah, definitely. and it was it was really like a lot of fun. At the end of your three years, did you find that you were fully able to just hold conversations, express yourself the way yeah. that you were looking to do? Well, I think so. Like, of course, then like after the three years, I was pretty confident. But I'm still learning, like, every year mm-hmm. comes, like, new... Maybe I'm myself learning something new, like yeah. something at work or having kids and they go mm. to school, they have hobbies. So it's, again, like, new like new words they are using, like, you know, all these things. Yeah. So I'm kind of, like, still learning, but now it's easier to put new stuff in yeah. because the base is there. Exactly. And I think I'm, I'm talking Icelandic uh, a bit better than English, 
And I'm just like forgetting English. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> when, when, when I don't use it so much, right. it takes like, ah, what, what is this called? This uh, scuffa, you know, the thing you put stuff in. Yeah, a drawer. <laughs> By but, the way, you're doing great. Thank so don't you. Worry. Yes, thank you. <laughs> but it's, um, it's sometimes, yeah, it's just like you have to accept it that you can be like, ta- like good in something and put time and effort on that, but then you can't hold on all the other stuff. Right. You just choose. Something's got to give. Yeah. yeah, your brain only has capacity for Absolutely. so much. Definitely. And so your advice then would be, if people can take this three-year course. I think it was the best decision yeah. in my life in Iceland. It right. was increasing so much of the, like the know-how of everything. Mm, okay. And now I can solid base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can swear in Iceland. Iceland. <laughs> I can be mad in Iceland. Yeah. I think it's so, it's so great. And but sometimes if I get like super annoyed. Like kids fighting outside, like we have some kids visiting and then they're having some like drama that kids sometimes quite often have when they're playing together. Then I can just swear in Finnish and be frustrated without like <laughs> letting anybody else know what I'm truly <laughs> saying. <laughs> but just like it's a, it's a ventil for myself to yeah. keep out there. Like uh, swearing in Finnish, it's sometimes super, super... Uh, Therapeutical. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, like at work, nobody understands what I'm kind of like. Oh, That's hilarious. Satana. <laughs> so, well, speaking of that, we yeah. talked. About, you just talked about kids. So you have two, and they're learning Finnish alongside Icelandic. Yeah. So how has that been? Kind of like, is there is it working well? Because I know the kids are like sponges, but mm. you know, just kind of interestingly, because I see you when when I was uh, here the other day when you're kids friends were over yeah there's sometimes you talk to your kid in in icelandic and sometimes in finnish yes. you know so i thought it was kind of like a super fascinating yeah. to hear it so is. what has that been like for them well i've been super strict this is like maybe one rule where i'm super like we do it like this yeah. in our home okay <laughs> that you speak finnish like since they are kids like yeah. like small babies i was always talking to them in finnish they heard mm. finnish stories like they were watching finnish tv series like finnish cartoons yeah and we always went and we still go to Finland like every year at least once. And we try to be there like three or four weeks. Yeah. So the kids should hear Finnish from others, not only from me. Mm-hmm. And uh, it has helped. They they speak fluent Finnish, both of them. Nice. They can't r- read it as well or write as well as they do in Icelandic. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. They have the vocab, they have the sense of the, of the language. And if they would like to go, for example, studying in Finland when they're adults, right. they could do it with this uh, language skill that they have now. Yeah. And it's, of course, it's super important that they can talk with my parents exactly. and like uh, relatives in Finland. I mean, they don't speak Icelandic. Right. And, uh, and they're not planning to yeah, learn anything. Yeah. So, so it's like, it's kind of like, I feel responsible of teaching my language for yeah. the kids. And then it's also like I'm I still I'm I'm super good in Finnish. It's my working tool. Right. And it's really important language for me, so it would feel I would feel so odd if I would speak Icelandic to them, mm-hmm. which is not my language. Right, yeah. So because they can learn, but you just have to be constant. You right. just keep on doing it. And if they if they answer in Icelandic, that's okay. But I always answer them. And I say yeah. back in Finnish, yeah. and then they, ah, yeah, and then they change. Okay, okay. So it, it's it's really nice. And then, uh, but if we are like all together, like as a family, mm-hmm. then we speak Icelandic. So my husband doesn't feel like he's Icelandic. I, like Icelandic <laughs> dad who is just helping out sometimes. You yeah. Know? So <laughs> that since, makes sense. Since it's like equal parenthood, so it's right. equal like languages um, as well. And uh, when they have friends by, I also speak Icelandic so their yeah. friends understand what's going on but uh, it's so cute sometimes to hear at least from the smaller one the four-year-old he's she's always explaining to everybody that yeah my mom is from Finland but she speaks some Icelandic too. <laughs> oh, <that's cute. laughs> oh my god <laughs> only some Icelandic some, yeah. <laughs> oh my god kids are great yeah, though I know, they? I know like, yeah thank you <laughs> it's like I worked really hard for this, yeah. but I'm gonna let this go. You're four. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> but she wants to let everybody know, yeah. so they are not thinking why is it why why is it why it's not perfect or like uh, why, why am I sometimes like uh, looking for words and stuff. Okay, so she wants to like make it clear. Uh, She's okay. <laughs> My mom is totally okay. <laughs> That's adorable. <Yeah>. Okay, <laughs> it's good. And you have a large following in Finland. Yes. And I'm just curious about the perception of Iceland 
to in the eyes of Finnish people. Mm. So what do Finnish people from your, you know, interacting and hearing stuff, what what do they think about Iceland and Icelanders? I think they just love it because yeah. I always tell them <laughs> such a juicy stories. Yeah. What's going on here? And I've been writing quite many books about Iceland, the Icelandic lifestyle and traveling and family life and politics and so on. Mm-hmm. So people who are Googling about Iceland in Finnish they almost always end up in a content that I've produced right. or I've been interviewed in or, you know, things like that. So I'm like, without, I mean, I don't want to sound cocky, but I am the face for Iceland in Finland it's in okay. that sense. Yeah, I think it's okay. It's okay. I embrace it. It's the Finn in me mm-hmm. who is like, you know, like, no, no, no. It's, it's like pulling back. Yeah, I mean, there are others as well. Of course right. there are. But I'm, but I'm super active in social media. Yeah. So I think that's why... When people want to know something about Iceland, they usually contact me. Yeah. I get tens of, okay, hundreds of messages a month, wow. just like emails and stuff, asking yeah. like, I'm knitting this pullover, uh, la la la, can you help me with this? It's in Icelandic. Or it's yeah. like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing, I'm, I'm at school, I'm fifth grade, I'm like fifth grade, and I'm doing a, like a presentation about the volcanic landscape in Iceland. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, how, how is Hekla? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I get like all kinds of questions, which is super nice. I yeah. always answer to to everybody if I just have time for it. Yeah. And then I always um, tell them, hey, actually, I have written about this Icelandic pullovers, the Lopapesa style, in my blog. So yeah. here is the the earth. You can there just you go, go and have a look. Yeah. And if you have anything more to ask, it just find me on Instagram and send me a private message. So it's um, yeah. I mean, fin- I think that what actually is like the well, of course, it, it's the it, I mean, it's the great landscapes, of course, that people want to know more about the nature yeah. and the ocean and the volcanic everything, yeah. glaciers and Icelandic horses and horse trips and like, like all this yeah. is something that always gathers likes and like comments yeah, and okay. it's like the kind of like keep, I'm like kind of like keeping up the the image of Iceland mm-hmm. because. I mean, it is like all this nature, great landscapes, like uh, just wow, yeah. like awesomeness in in many ways. But then I also I love to share like funny details about everything, yeah. and that's what makes it more special. So I'm not a travel brochure. Yeah, there exactly. is enough of that material everywhere in the internet, like traveling in Iceland. Yeah. I'm doing that content as well, but it's not like people want to hear something a bit more. Yeah. Like, why don't you have like I remember this. We were cleaning last week. My husband was uh, like um, cleaning our carpets. Okay. We, we were like hanging the carpet outdoors and then, then just like spanking it with a brick. Yeah. And then people are like the Finns asking. I got I think 150 messages asking, why is he doing it like that? Like, don't you have this thing called mattopiska in Iceland, which is the Finnish design brick that you can. <laughs> And the carpet with, yeah, okay. it's like a prick with a round end. That, uh, that, when you when you spank the yeah. thing, it kind of like gets clean. Uh, okay. I'm like, well, we don't have so many carpets in Iceland. It's not as popular to have carpets in every room right. as it is in Finland, where like people have like, have them a lot, and right. we have places where we can wash carpets outdoors in the summertime and hang them like on these like fences and uh, spank them clean with this. Uh, Matto piiska, I don't yeah. know English, <laughs> but if you Google matto piiska, you will see how it looks okay. like. So it's a, it's an everyday life in Finland, but not in here. Mm-hmm. Then I'm explaining, well, we're just using this brick because we don't have anything else. Right. We don't have this thingy here. Like right. it, It's not very common and we don't really use mat- like a carpets. And then people ask, okay, why not? And I'm like, hmm, it's a good, it's a good question. Maybe it's because heating up houses is quite cheap. It's the only thing cheap in Iceland, the hot yeah. water and the hot, like the... Electricity, uh, the energy, yeah. yeah. That we can just keep the housing, the houses really warm and windows open, even though it's it's wintertime and it's super cold. So yeah. we don't need the carpets for like warming us up, you yeah. know, because it's hot anyway. Yeah. And, and it's it's so common to have the, like a floor heating in new houses and so on. So then people are like, yeah, okay, super interesting. <laughs> so, so it's like, yeah, the, like the kind of like everyday life. Yeah, from things. Like, yeah, point well, of view of an actual different. person, just, yeah. And then yeah. I like to share details like that as well, because then they give the extra spice to mm. the nice, nice landscapes and the horse photos and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And 
like Instagram is full of Icelandic landscape hashtag yes. photos. And I don't want to be one of them posting the same stuff. Mm. And I'm not even a very good photographer, <laughs> so I just don't do But your it. husband is. But I have, I have, yeah, exactly, my husband is, so I can use his photos on my Instagram, which is, of course, super nice. But then I want to add up something personal, mm-hmm. like, hey, we have, we have, like, one thing that people find extremely funny is that when the Icelandic kids are in kindergarten, mm-hmm. and there is this afternoon break, okay. like, it's like a small break when you have a little bit of sandwich or a piece of an apple or something like that, like a small like it's it's like two hours after the lunch and it's called coffee teamy oh yeah it's like a coffee time <laughs> and like, like children yeah, <laughs> kids having coffee time oh my god it's so funny yeah I'm like yeah i mean actually it is super funny <laughs> and i didn't even thought about it before i realized that yeah it actually says coffee teamy And they're like three-year-olds. Yeah, maybe they mean the teachers are like, we, need, we yeah. need our coffee yeah, yeah, to get exactly. us through the rest of this day. <laughs> so you kids go over there and eat something. Uh, it's, so it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, sharing like things like this. And and this is what interests me in foreign places where I haven't been before, yeah. uh, like new, like uh, cultures that I don't know so well. I just love hearing this like like daily, but a bit weird like uh, yeah. details. That's like the spice. I agree. And yeah. I think that's also like similarly other people want that too. And they're, they don't know what to search for though. Yeah. Because you don't know no, what you exactly. don't know, right? Yeah, exactly. Like how would you know that this thing yeah. is different in another country if you've never been there before? It's exactly. just someone mentions it and then yeah. you're like, wait, you don't do that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Or and, you do that? And, yeah. and people love to be surprised in a yeah. good way. So Agreed. It, it gives me a lot and it gives the, the followers a lot. So it's like our common yeah. hobby. <laughs> right. And then on the flip side, yeah. because you've been in Iceland for so long, yes, and I'm sure you've probably talked to a lot of people about Finland, or maybe they've expressed to you about their views about Finnish people. So then, what has it been like from hearing Icelanders and their perception of Finnish people? Mm, yes, it's um, many Icelanders say, and I do agree with them that we are quite similar. Like mm. we have these differences, of course, but. Like inside even the Nordic countries, we are quite close to each other. We have this a little bit like cold humor, like black humor. <laughs> yeah, It's like super <laughs> like, like you're watching like a Finnish movie and then somebody dies and then they just laugh because it's somehow made. Like it's, I mean, it's just like the way of like, um, yeah, I think it's, I mean, it, it's not irony, but it's, uh, it's just like a bit dark humor. Yeah. I think that's the thing. And that it's 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 really like combining us. Like I know there's one book in Finland that is called uh, A Happy Group Suicide. Oh, yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> and, it's, yeah, and it's super popular in Iceland. Always when really? I talk about books with Icelanders, and especially about Finnish literature, they yeah. always remember Arto Basilin and the book about the, the group that just kills themselves together. Wow. <laughs> like, it was so funny. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> So there is uh, similarities, absolutely. And I always, of course, hear about these jokes about Finns drinking so much and killing themselves and being like depressed and these dark. These jokes. And then we have the same, like, I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's like Icelanders. We have the same problems in the society. And of course, we can make fun. Like, right, we, can, yeah. we can make jokes about them in some contexts. And, uh, but I'm just thinking if there is something that... Uh, Well, sometimes I hear that this is something that I get I get a bit pissed off, and then I just usually say something a little bit mean back. Is when people are like uh, making fun of the language, oh. and I find that really really boring because yeah. I was sweating my ass off learning Icelandic right. and like learning, and I really yeah, it does sound a bit weird. I mean, it is it is a funny language when you when you're like listening to it, but so is Finnish, and they yeah. and they. They have the similar ways of having the hard sounds, yeah. and you have always the like when you're saying a word, the the pressure or what is it called, like the auhersla, is all, always in the beginning of the oh, word. Oh yeah, the emphasis. It, it, emphasis, yes. It's, it's in the in the beginning of the word, and then it goes like down, yeah. up, down, up, down. Mm-hmm. And we talk the same way. Yeah. So for me, it was quite easy to learn to talk Icelandic after I learned all the languages and the grammar rules yeah. because the tone is the same. Yeah. But then when the Icelanders are making fun of, yeah, Finnish language, oh, it's so funny. I'm like, fuck mm. off. <laughs> That's the only, it's like a point where I'm 
Yeah. I get pissed off. Yeah. I'm like, hey, you don't joke with that because right. I learned your language. Right. And your language, yeah. other people, sounds really funny. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, so real. it's like, mm, let's make this deal. You don't joke about my language yeah. and I learned yours. So <laughs> I want this discussion. Exactly. And then, like, especially if my kids are around. Yeah. Because with young kids, they don't understand humor like this. Yeah. If somebody tells them that how the way you speak sounds really funny, yeah. then they, they, like, they get embarrassed and then they, they just like try to avoid talking. It. Yeah. And... Uh, like especially if the kids are around, I'm really loudly saying that it's not a funny language. Yeah. It's actually a That's super good. cool and it's the oldest language in the world. It's maybe even older than Icelandic. <laughs> so, <laughs> You're like, ha, ha, take that. <laughs> so that's the only point where I'm a bit sensitive. Okay. But it's um, yeah, it's it's about the just like ma- like making the kids feel that they can talk their language without anybody dissing it. Yeah. So I think that sometimes people too make fun of things they really don't understand. Yeah, I know. It's true. And then yeah. I just also like try to explain that hey, if you say this, mm-hmm. my kids maybe feel like they are like speaking in a in a funny way, and then they don't want to talk about anything in Finnish anymore. Right. So hmm, maybe it's better that you don't say this. Yeah. When they are around, yeah. we can talk about this when we are just adults, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in the same place, but yeah. That's maybe the only thing where I've been like, oh god, damn. This, again this. <laughs> but luckily, it, it doesn't happen so often That's because good. there are so many families in Iceland who are like multilingual. Mm, that the yeah. other parent is from somewhere else. You have friends from different places, and Iceland has like a it's much more international place than like many areas. For example, in Finland, we have mm. much more foreigners here and has been for a longer time. Yeah. So people are more like. I find they are more like liberal in that sense that uh, it's not anymore like wow where are you from why do you okay why yeah. do you live here huh? <laughs> yeah. you know that I mean, they, is hilarious. Yeah, like they are curious mm-hmm. but it's not like okay wow yeah <laughs> so yeah okay and you moved your your you your family moved from Reykjavik to Isa Fjordavir, like you mentioned yes and I'm just curious like what inspired you to make that move because it's totally different places different. Yeah community everything like what was the um, thought process or like driving point behind it yeah well um we were traveling here one summer and we were camping in the camping site yeah and it was raining the whole time it was raining so much and uh, we were a bit sick and we were just like sitting in the tent we just couldn't go out it was such a horrible weather and then we were like yeah nice holiday (laughs) maybe we should live here (laughs) Wait, wait, that's what you said? Yeah. <laughs> you're like stuck in your so tent yeah. being sick. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Okay. So how about trying to be here a bit longer? <laughs> it was just something that like stayed in my mind. Yeah. Like, yeah. But then we've been traveling here also in, in a in a very good weather. Like in okay. the in the winter time there's a great skiing conditions, like cross country skiing that mm-hmm. I love. It's the Finnish sport. Like nice. uh, and okay. the best area in Iceland to go. Uh, cross-country skiing is in Isafjordur. Okay. It, like, they have amazing tracks here in the wintertime. Nice. I didn't know that. It's, like, lighting up. You can just turn off and switch, like, switch on and switch off the light when you go there alone. And what? then you have, like, the whole fucking mountain for yourself and lights on. That's <laughs> like, awesome. Whoa. That's just, like, I love it. Yeah. And then in the summertime, it's usually quite nice in the Icelandic scale it's not raining so often yeah and you can do like great mountain biking they have a great mountain biking routes in Isafjordur uh my husband is a very uh a fanatic rock climber yeah so <laughs> he says it's a great climbing conditions I don't know anything about that I mean, he's building he, yeah, routes yeah, now right yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. kind of interesting as well so yeah, yeah he's building routes and he's he's uh he's taking the our girls to bouldering and they do like rock scouting yeah it's pretty cool and it's great hiking and like there's so much sport uh possibilities here like outdoor sport activities that we just thought that hey okay we live in Reykjavik downtown it was great and it still is great and there are many like friends and you know family living in Reykjavik it's a great place but always when you wanted to do something outdoors you have to travel mm-hmm. somewhere drive okay maybe 15 minutes half an hour but still you have to go to make something outdoors. Yeah. Here, I just take my skis and I go skiing. Yeah. We thought, okay, let's try it. If we just live one year in a countryside and we see how it is, how it feels like, if the kids are happy, and just like doing a bit of a change, like a like a small adventure, just like trying it out. Yeah. 
because we can we just take our work with us so we were like super flexible and the kids were like positive towards the idea nice. of trying something else okay and they weren't like my friends really yeah like a little bit but then we were like yeah then you just go to Reykjavik you can there's a fly once or twice a day you okay. can just go some sometimes have a weekend with your friend and yeah. they can come here and we've been doing that a lot like nice. like like still meeting people who live in Reykjavik That's like awesome. being being flexible in many ways so we just thought it was so much fun that we didn't want to leave after the first year. Wow. And, and then we bought this flat here. And now we live in Yesaburg. At least for some time. Yeah. More. We will see. We never know what happens. Your other home. Yeah. It's, it, uh, it's our other home now. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. And for people who don't know, I mean, it's like you mentioned, it gets a lot of snow, but also different than Reykjavik in that. You, are you getting as much wind too? Or are you protected yeah, from the, the fjord? Yeah. It's the, it's the north... Uh, the northern out, like the northern wind is yeah. quite strong and our okay. windows are facing to the sea and it's the north there. So okay. it's like it can get super windy in the winter time and yeah. there's a lot of snow, like many meters of snow. Okay. It's a bit colder than in Reykjavik. So when it's raining, it's coming down as snow, not as water in the winter time. Okay. So we really like have super good snow conditions usually nice. and sometimes even too much of snow, like yeah. avalanche risks and all these, of course, come on top of that. So... But yeah, and then in the summertime, it's like this summer has been quite nice, like sunny. I mean, it's not warm. It's not a hot place, no, yeah. but it's uh, it's not as much rain as it is in the southern part of Iceland. It's a small village, it's like 1,500 people yeah. living like in this, uh, in the pie. Yeah, like in, the, in the little town. Uh, yeah, town, yeah. yeah. And like six thousand around in the whole West Fjords. Yeah, with so it's it's, it's, it's only, so bizarre to think I, I know, of. Honestly, it's a, it's a huge area, so little people. Yeah. But most of them live in Isafjord. Yeah. And we felt like okay, we want to live here. We want to have the nature, but I want to have all the services close by. Right, I want yeah. my kids can walk to school. They can walk to kindergarten. I can walk to my work and grocery store. I don't want to move to a place where I have to drive a car. To go to do something. Right. I mean, if I can choose, I know right. not everybody can, but since my work is basically my laptop, right. I want everything to be close by. So if, if I can choose, I want to choose a place where I'm close to the nature, yeah. but in the middle of the services. And like now, the fire department is on the next house, and the hospital is like two blocks away. Yeah. And you know, the library is there, and you know, everything is here. Just yeah. like it feels like I have everything. But still, the nature is like crazy big. Yeah, yeah right just there. like close by. Exactly. That is really amazing. Yeah, I really like it. It's <laughs> just been super nice first year yeah. here, and then we just see what the future brings. Yeah, it's nice to have that flexibility for sure. Yeah, I know. I mean, it, it's definitely this uh, a huge advantage of being a freelancer mm-hmm. that you can just decide yeah. about everything yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Pros and cons. Yes. It's totally a big pro. It's it's a great advantage. Great. You're quite active on social media, off on adventures mm-hmm. with your family. Mm-hmm. So if people, I mean, granted, you're talking in Finnish on your stories, even though I still find them interesting yeah. to like, follow. And your posts can vary. I think it's sometimes it's English and, and Finnish as well. Yeah. But if people wanted to follow you just to kind of get a glimpse from your point of view yes. about Iceland, what, where, where should they follow you? I think Instagram is the best. Okay. I, I I have a blog, which is quite popular in Finland, but it's only in Finnish. Right, okay. But like seeing uh, photos, and I always post in English and in Finnish in Instagram, because okay. I have also like followers who don't speak Finnish, so it's like a... It's like a two, two-way... Co- like a, I, I use two languages there, and in stories usually I speak Finnish or Icelandic. Okay. And then just like English subtitles, because... Yeah. yeah that's just like, you know, also just for my friends who are non-speaking, like non, who don't speak Finnish or Icelandic. So it's right. nice to keep them posted what's happening and then I'm following their life and, you know, it's like scratching each other's backs. Exactly. But yeah, my Instagram is, is uh, Satu, like underline, Ramo. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like my name, Satu yes. Ramo. You usually, you will find it. I'll put a link in yeah. the show notes of oh, this episode you. Yes. so that you don't have to And to end this off though... I have one last question. Yes. And that is, what is your favorite Icelandic word or phrase? Yes, my favorite Icelandic word is nettur. Nettur? Yeah, like not. a not. Yeah, okay. Because it was so difficult at first <laughs> to say it at first. Because it's a, it's a word that when you say it, you feel like 
slime comes out from your nose. You have to like breathe out at the same time when you are saying "nettur," and then it's like a slime nut on your hand. So it was super, super difficult yeah. at first, "nettur" to say it. But now when I almost can say it. Yeah. It's somehow like I, re- I really like the word. Okay, yeah. awesome. Yeah, for people if they're not familiar with how it's spelled, it's like an it's an H N, so it has this yeah, very yeah. distinct way of being oh, pronounced. Oh, pronounced yes. Yeah, in Icelandic, there there are a couple of combination. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, it's like I mean I think Gunnar was trying to teach me. And uh, I was like, why? 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 <laughs> like, why do you have to do this? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's super weird, yeah. but it's 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 cute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sate. It's been a pleasure having you. Thank you. It was great.